0: Hello welcome to T Council and Memories, I'm your host Darren, and today we're going to be talking about The Circle. Uh, once more, Tom is collaborating with Dave Eggers, um, uh, although a director he hasn't previously worked with before called James Ponsalt, who we can of course uh, talk about as we get into this. Uh, it was released only in America on the 28th of April 20, uh, 2017. Um, it, it's never been released over here. Don't ask me how I watch this film you don't want to know um it, it doubled its it, its its budget so i guess it was profitable although you know 18 million and then you get 40 million is kind of disappointing um tom is actually sharing second billion although they're level on the page um there's not a towering inferno situation here uh, with emma watson um and joining me to talk about today we have russell Irie. hello russell hello um yeah normally i say to guests you know when did you first see this film you know i saw toy story in the cinema i saw this film today like yeah, a couple yeah. Hours before we recorded it i saw it two days we... ago yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it like it's weird because like you know when it came out uh which you know 2017 feels like two decades ago uh didn't get a very good score on rotten tomatoes i think it might be the second lowest or a third lowest, of Tom's career mm. after, like, Bonfire of Vanities and um, Angels and Demons, I think, got a, got a lower um, rating. Um, you know, it didn't make much money. It came out, like, roughly the same time as The Fate of the Furious. So, obviously, that film kind of <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> took all the money, you know, and also Boss Baby. So, oh, well. Uh, Tom, I mean, Tom n- neither of these feel way.
1: like they're aiming for the circle audience. But I guess, like, maybe that's the, maybe that's a problem is the circle doesn't actually, I don't even know who the circle's audience is exactly either.
0: No, and, you know, it's, like, funded by a number of different, like, we get a, a, a you know, a, a smorgasbord of logos at the start. I,
1: that was my first note I made is, like, there are so <laughs> many production logos on this movie. It was, like, uh, they kept coming, and they were all, like, ones you've never heard of, never seen. <laughs>
0: I mean i've i've heard of parks mcdonald because they one of the guys uh walter f parks wrote uh the screenplay for war games okay and he produced men in black as well so i know about that obviously playtone is tom's own uh vanity label uh, and it never has a consistent logo so it's always slightly different depending on the film oh tricky uh stx are the distributors but then you've got a bunch of smaller ones uh like likely story which again I, that might be dave egger's um, and oh, then that makes got sense. image image nation, but it's the Abu Dhabi one. Uh, you've got route One, don't know who they are 1978 films. uh EuropaCo is um Luke Besson's uh, studio. Uh, um, so they're also kind of like part funding it for, for a film that is set almost entirely within California, I don't understand what Abu Dhabi and EuropeCo are doing funding this because like hologram for the king was funded by like a bunch of stuff that had to do with the middle east because it was set in the middle east right so that made sense to me um i guess i I guess
1: it means like i I guess uh, that was my assumption was that there were just relationships were probably made over the course of making that movie that maybe helped fund this one that would be my only guess
0: yeah because obviously that was also um uh dave eggers if i'm remembering correctly, yeah Craig, it is hologram for the king yeah yeah and obviously dave eggers also did the screenplay for uh where the wild things are which is how he met tom because tom produced where the wild things are um, a wonderful film uh, if i was talking about stuff tom produced i would have been able to talk about that film but i'm not because that would have also included talking about mamma mia and uh, my big fat greek wedding too so you know i had to limit myself in some ways uh, i don't know maybe a bonus episode one right um but, yeah, so that that's the relationship they've had. Obviously, I talked about it a lot more with um, Hologram for the King, so we don't really need to kind of uh, get into the ins and outs of it here. But, yeah, they you know, they obviously knew each other. The cinematographer on this, and I should say this is, you know, it's a, I thought it was a nicely shot film, yeah. uh, is Matthew Libatique, and he has mostly worked with um, Darren Aronofsky. Um, mm. he, he's won a couple of Independent Spirit Awards for Requiem for a Dream and Black Swan, a decade apart. Um, and he also done, you know, the fountain, Noah, mother, uh, he also did. <laughs> um, and he also pronounced the of... exclamation point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I talked about a talking cast minute by minute, uh, or at least produce that podcast. So, and punctuation was extremely important on a talking <laughs> cast. So, um, uh, but yeah, so he, you know, he's, he's worked with, you know, he, he also did Iron Man and, uh, Inside Man with Spike Lee and Miracle of St. Anna. Um, you know, he did Ruby Sparks. Uh, cowboys and aliens obviously you know working with um uh thing again uh, the funniest thing about matthew liberty is the fact that he he did venom and a star is born in the same year which is insane <laughs> yeah um and then he also did birds of prey um and then the prom which is the the ryan murphy film um and coming out this year very soon in within the, within a, a few weeks of this episode going up uh don't worry darling with uh, olivia Wilde. um so yeah this is the only time he's worked with this particular director um who has got like an interest in history but like i've only seen one of his films other than the circle which is smashed uh which is about um mary elizabeth winstead being a drunk Uh, basically i've never seen that or heard of it it's a it's a great film uh, and it's also got aaron paul in basically they're in a relationship aaron paul leaves because she's a drunk because she keeps like wetting the bed as we would say for children oh wow um yeah, so there's a yeah, there's a lot of like kinda of, she reaches a real low point and then, you know, she she's not an alcoholic, you know, like she reforms and stuff. But he also directed uh, The Spectacular Now, um which, you know, had a, a minor was a minor hit on the, you know, the kind of uh, as an indie film. And then he also directed End of the Tour, which is about uh David Foster Wallace, as played by uh what's his face? From all the all the comedy films in the early two thousand tens. What's his face? Jason, Jason jason siegel that's oh who I was trying to reach yeah for there.
1: i just yeah. saw him in another movie recently i was like where have you been guy uh <laughs> he was in a netflix movie with uh emily in paris <laughs> i can't yes. think of a lily collins <laughs>
0: <laughs> phil collins daughter yeah, um, yeah i know yeah um but it's yeah it's just like how people talk about lily allen and they're like She's her, you know, her dad is famous. (laughs) (laughs) It's, you know, people go, Oh, yeah, she's Alfie Allen's brother. And it's like, Yeah, but she's also, they're both the son and daughter of Keith Allen, who's like a well known British actor. Like, you know she's like a nepotism baby so it's like you know but she's also a good singer and she's now married to what's his face out (laughs) of lots of what's what's
1: their faces in this uh yeah well we don't want to
0: get too specific on this yeah so he directed end of the tour which obviously had you know uh jason siegel i i remember just seeing the picture of jason siegel as david foster wallace everywhere and then never seeing that film get a release. yeah um So, and I I guess it's like, as with this film, I don't think it actually got a release over here. So that's probably why I didn't see it. Um, And I think the same thing is also true with The Spectacular now. I, if I'm being 100% honest, I don't think any of the films that this director has directed has ever got a release in the UK. Oh, wow. Poor guy. It's, yeah, kind of insane. Um, Well, I hadn't hadn't seen it. I like Smashed, so, you know.
1: Well, you you know, like I said, I had not seen this movie yet um, until... I just watched it the other day, but I did read the book. Um, and I think I read it maybe around like 2015. Uh, and I liked it. I think maybe even at the time we already knew there was going to be a movie, uh, made of it. Cause I think the, the version of the book I had had like one of those little tiny seals on it that said something about like soon to be a major motion picture or something like that. Um, and I, I enjoyed the book enough. Um, and then I remember, actually, shortly after I read it, I saw um, that they were making that, what is it, Hologram for the King movie? Um, yeah. And, and I actually was curious. Well, maybe I'll get into this later when we, we get to this plot point. But there there was like, I was watching that trailer. I have also never seen Hologram for the King. Does it involve a secret identity in any way?
0: <laughs>
1: no. It does not? Okay. There's no secret no. secret identities in that m- movie?
0: No 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 the, okay. the 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 plot is Tom Hanks is a washed up salesman who has a uh, essentially zoom but it's a hologram and he's trying to sell it to the Saudis because otherwise the company that he works for will go under Okay but in the process of doing that he meets this one woman who works for the 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 the, the Saud family um and she's like a, a like dutch or something And you can see how quickly I forgot the film. Um, And she kind of shows him like the illicit side of like, because obviously you're not meant to be able to get alcohol and whatever. So, but she, you know, obviously they can get alcohol. Um, And then, you know, he also meets this doctor um, who he ends up falling in love with because he has this big lump on his back that he uh, like stabs with a knife. (laughs) It's, oh my gosh yeah, it's, really, it, it's weird because the lump on the back you think is gonna be nothing like you think it's gonna be just like a little side plot but it ends up being like the main plot for the last half hour of the film it's really weird um and and um, Ben Wishore is in it but only as a hologram hmm. so he's in literally two scenes and he's just a hologram okay um, so but yeah the, there's no there's, like secret identities everyone kind of the only thing that's secret is the fact that he can get alcohol in a country where it's meant to be dry
1: when I had watched um, the trailer I felt like they were they, they were they were trying to hide a secret identity of that seemed really almost obvious, but I guess it wasn't obvious because I was wrong, <laughs> but I'd never seen it, but it seemed like there, there, there was sort of like this uh, person guiding Tom Hanks, if I remember correctly. Th- and I was like, Oh, this guy's going to be the King, like pretending not to be the King or something like that. But that's not the plot of the movie. Uh,
0: no, no, he he has a, he has like a local guy who like drives him around. Okay. But that's just literally a local guy who drives him around. Okay. <laughs> and it, and leaves the film halfway through because he's he's having sex with someone's you know wife or something and they come in after him so he has to go hide
1: this um, might have this might have probably been my bias because i had just finished the circle which has a sort of weird secret identity plot in it and i think i just was projecting this onto dave eggers that this was his like trope that he does <laughs> and so i just was like is this another, th- another secret identity thing, Dave? But- if they ha-
0: if they had done like a prince and a pauper type thing and having the king actually be there, but Tom not knowing that he was talking to the king. That, that was that what I assumed. Been, Yeah, it's more of a waiting for Godot type situation where the king is always out of town and we don't think he's ever going to arrive. Uh, and then see. he does. And then okay. you're like, oh, what was the point of him? Why didn't he just show up like half an hour earlier than this? But, you know, <laughs> shenanigans or whatever. Uh, right, right. Um it's yeah, it's an entertaining enough film, but like mostly because it's ninety-five percent Tom Hanks. Unlike this film, which is very a little, lot more other people. Yeah, yeah it's like it takes him. Tom it Hanks. takes him about twelve minutes before he even turns up, and then yeah. it takes like another twenty minutes before he's in the second scene. Um, you know, when he eventually meets like Emma Watson, um, who obviously is the main the main character um and uh, i mean in my notes i actually i labeled these people uh franchise babies and that confused you i did not uh, know this for the uh, listeners uh, at home. Yeah. <laughs> but like we have emma watson we've got john boyega we've got karen gillen and we've got Patton oswald all of whom you know obviously john boyega was in a star wars trilogy emma watson was in you know harry eight potter. harry potter films uh, Karen Gillen was on Doctor Who for a couple of years, but he's also in Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, so has been in, like, you know, six films, painted, you know, blue. Right. Um, and then Patton Oswalt has, has been, has been like, a couple of different roles within the MCU, but obviously most recently was in the one of the end Stinger scenes of Eternals playing the voice of, like, the worst animated dwarf ever. Um, so he's just, like, very friendly with Disney. So he's been... He's, I think he's also done a voice in one of the Star Wars series. So you know he's just somebody who you know and obviously he's beloved by you know the fans because you know he's he's you know he's one of us yeah you know, yeah he's it's,
1: also it's, Remy it, the the rat in Ratatouille right so yeah there you go more so disney connection disney connection yeah
0: yeah so uh, but then we also have Nate cordry who I don't know what happened but before he did this film he did three Melissa McCarthy films <laughs> back to back to back <laughs> um and i was just like cuz when i was, cause i was like oh what cause whenever i hear Nate Quadri obviously i immediately think of Rob Quadri and he's not Rob Quadri cuz he's got hair ah. um and so i was like instantly like what the like what is what is and then i was like oh i remember this guy he's the one who questions emma watson um, when you know, in the interview, and then comes on to her at the end, and she's like, "No, that's inappropriate." He's like, "Yeah, good, passed." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if which to me, I like, I don't know if he was doing that seriously or if that was a real test or what. the You know, it's never really that clear. But he worked. He was on. He was in the film called uh, Girl, Most Likely, which was um, uh, the film where uh, um, what uh, Kristen Wiig played like a, a you know, a, I don't know, a crazy person who got who got tons of money. Uh, it was originally known as Imogene. Yeah, um, I've seen this like, movie. Yeah, she black. like it, she starts yeah.
1: her own like talk show or something, doesn't she? Or
0: yeah, because she gets she wins like the lottery or something. Yeah, yeah. something that I means she's got lots of money. So he was in that, but then he was also in the Heat and then Saint Vincent and then the 2016 Ghostbusters like right before this. So he did like a you know he went from working with Kristen Wiig to the other person from Bridesmaids who everybody knows, <laughs> which was obviously Melissa McCarthy. So that, I thought that's really kind of odd, but obviously he's been on a lot of TV shows. Uh, He's currently on For All Mankind, which is on Apple Plus, I think, Uh, which I don't know if the people from Apple saw this film. But this is a fairly scathing attack (laughs) on them and Facebook and Instagram and I don't know, even TikTok before TikTok existed. Um, But yeah, we also have as the parents, obviously, Bill Paxton and Glenn Headley. This is Bill Paxton's final film, I think. And then it's Glenn Headley's final film that came out while she was live. She died after this came out. And then there were a couple of other films that were released after that. Uh, and then we also have, um, you know, Ellen Wong plays like a character who's in one scene and obviously everyone knows her best as Knives Chow from Scott Pilgrim. Right. Um, although she's obviously done some other stuff, but I guess that's where everybody wouldn't. I mean, that Scott Pilgrim's like ten, more than 10 years old <laughs> at this point. So, you know, I'm I'm assuming people know her from other stuff since then, um, but she she hadn't really done much film stuff after that. Like The Circle's, you know, one of only about five or six other uh, roles i remember her being on uh, the Carrie diaries which i enjoyed and obviously glow was on at the time you know just when this film came out as well uh she was really good in glow uh obviously cancelled by netflix which is weird because my copy of this film said a netflix film at the start oh so really i think over here yeah i think in england it found its way onto netflix um that was the only like streaming service that picked it up
1: yeah that uh, happens where between like uh i've been in in europe and all of a sudden you'll see like something on netflix you're like man they've got this on netflix why don't we have this uh just through strange distri- distributor rights and things that uh one it, somebody will, one platform will pick it up in one country and yeah if, if that makes sense there's a
0: lot of there's a lot of stuff that's over here on amazon that uh amazon prime that's not in like on amazon in america so it's really weird because they'll put like amazon up front they'll be like an amazon production it's like it's not yeah. somebody else entirely produced this and put it somewhere else and then, you know, it just ends up on Amazon over here. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a, a minor character played by an actor called Smith Cho, which I thought was interesting because she pe- appeared on a single episode of the 2003 reboot of Dragnet called LA Dragnet. Okay. And of course, Tom, Tom was a, in the film Dragnet oh, yeah. uh, with Dan Aykroyd where he took second villain again. He took second villain in Dragnet because it was a Dan Aykroyd project that he was brought on board um and we've also got judy reyes who of course everyone remembers from scrubs who plays you know like uh the the good congressman and then there's eve gordon who plays the bad congressman and eve gordon was uh she played the wife in the honey I shrunk the whatever kids but after the after the original actress i think died um so like the i think it was honey we blew up the kid whatever the third film was she took over the role of the the mother in that.
1: Now, when you say good um, congressman and bad, co- or congresswoman and bad one, like are, there's there's sort of what the company is positioning as the good one, and the, oh yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> yeah. The, what is the reality, which is probably the opposite? Yeah,
0: yeah. The well, from the point of view of the circle, the one who is good and the one who's bad. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So obviously Emma Watson's the main character who is called May. Her parents are Bill Paxton and Glenn Headley, and John Boyega is a mysterious character, um, right. who. Who, Secret who, who, identities, <laughs> and the weird, the weirdest thing is his character is kind of like um, Josh Gad's character in the internship, the uh, Owen Wilson. I've um, never seen it. Oh well, he he plays like a, a character who just sits there wearing like headphones for the whole film, and then towards the end, because obviously it's set at Google, uh, um, okay. and at the end he reveals that he's like the head of that department at Google, and so he gives the the job to Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson for you know being. You know, and then he, yeah. So yeah, so it, it's kind of a similar yeah, role, similar. which I thought was weird. Um, and like, kind of the biggest, the biggest role, in, you know, other than Emma Watson, I would say. Uh, obviously, Karen Gillen plays her best friend, who kind of um, is constantly traveling the world in the film, which I think is just an excuse for her to only be in, you know, maybe filming for like two days and just <laughs> popping in and out. Um, and and also we have uh, Ella Coltrane, who yeah, everybody should know as the the boy from Boyhood, uh, the titular oh, right. boy. yeah. Yeah. uh who grew up and then this is what he looks like now he, this is this is him it's <laughs> funny because like boyhood came out like in what 2009 um oh, i think it was later No than 2000, that. 2- 2012 sorry i and um and obviously they were filming that for a full decade so it mm-hmm. started in 2002 um uh, or even might have started no no it's not there's no yeah it's no it's 2002 is when they started it and i obviously i knew about that film for literally the entire time it was filming, like they kept giving updates on it every year. And I was like, this is good. And I saw that film twice at the cinema. Love boyhood. Uh, Don't care what anyone says. Um, Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. Some people felt like, you know, it's like the story of like a, you know, a white guy. And I'm like, yeah.
1: Well, yeah, it
0: is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, Um,
1: it is not heavy drama. Like it is, you know, you've got to be in the mood for like a sort of slow kind of takes its time. Uh, very like contemplative look at these kinds of things. But I guess that's what I was uh, expecting. Um, so I, I yeah. guess I got what I expected.
0: Yeah. And I like, uh, you know, Richard Linklater. Well, i us say I like 50% Richard Link. Right. You know, like he's kind of very hit and miss. Uh, but this is like the first kind of like major role after that. Um, and it's weird that now if somebody had started shooting a sequel to Boyhood, like in 2013, it would be coming out next year. That's yeah how long it's been that since is, his boyhood it's that, kind of...
1: don't say that that's disturbing, <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> but yeah, so he has like kind of the biggest the biggest role outside of the company uh, other than the parents and uh, you know I don't know if this is like any i don't think this was like true in real life, but obviously bill plaxton is playing a character who has m s and is very ill but i don't I don't know that we knew that in real life he was he had any particular illness like so uh, it feels yeah, like I don't a kind think
1: of... I, I assumed it. I don't think there's any connection there. Um, no,
0: but I thought it was just a coincidence that obviously this ends up being his final role, of, you know, playing a character who's kind of very ill.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, so as with the hologram for the king, uh, Dave Eggers had sent a copy of the novel to Tom early on. Um, you know, before it came out, and he'd he'd obviously said, yes, you know, he wanted to produce it. This was obviously before Hologram for the King had come out, and they'd seen how successful their relationship would be. Um, uh, Well, I mean, Hologram for the King lost money, but this actually, like I say, it kind of broke even, um, you know, probably made a tiny profit, because they only released it in America, and it, you know, doubled its budget, so that's that's probably about as good as it was going to get.
1: It it looked like Um, a pretty cheap movie to me. I mean, on the screen, you can kind of see, like, oh, they're not, I mean you assume the majority of the budget went to Emma Watson and Tom Hanks, but if he's producing it, maybe he, uh, cut himself. Uh, maybe he's working for scale. I don't know. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he worked for like a smaller, like a smaller yeah. fee just to take some, you know, some points on the back end and yeah. maybe if it, if it became a big hit, he would get more money, but exactly, you know, I, at this point it's weird because I'm almost certain in 2017 Emma Watson was way more wealthy than Tom Hanks and probably needed the money less than Tom Hanks but probably. yeah you, you know pop most of the 18 million I'm guessing you know but the budget is probably going into um it, well into Emma Watson and then the remainder is going into putting things on the screen all the time uh, Oh yeah which,
1: yeah it's all like yeah. uh <laughs> yeah all of the bubbles text bubbles that's probably there is a, that's true that's like a lot of effect shots, though yeah. they, don't, they don't have to ever look real in the way of like other effect shots in a sense. So it might not... No. I mean, I'm sure it's still costly, uh, but it's not going to be like... You, you can get away with BBC, it. It's very BBC...
0: It's very like Sherlock BBC, where yeah. it's like text yeah. messages and stuff are appearing on screen um, like that. I just looked it up for my own curiosity. The film The Internship, which was... That was made for 58 million, so you know more than this made and it it made 93 million so just marginally a little bit of a failure um but they they filmed it somewhere that looked well it wasn't filmed on the google campus but they filmed it somewhere that was made up to look like the Wait,
1: google Wait uh, I'm sorry which movie are you saying was The Internship this was oh, this okay, was uh, okay. Vince
0: gotcha. Vaughn and uh and uh Owen Wilson uh also has Max Minghella who was in The Social Network Oh okay uh, so, yeah. And also Asif Manvi, who says the word Google in a very weird way all the time, deliberately. He deliberately says Google. Uh-huh. And I'm like, he's he's putting that on because I've heard him talk normally. <laughs> uh, but let's talk about The Internship, which I would say is a marginally more terrible film than this. Wait, wait, we're not going to uh, talk
1: about The Internship. We're going to talk about The Circle. No,
0: we're going to talk about The Circle, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, no, I don't want to pass judgment because I don't like, I, I will say up front, I don't think that this is like a bad film because I just watched Inferno and that is that's a bad like that's a bad film angels and demons that's a bad film da vinci code terrible fit like i I don't know what it was but like there's you know none of those films are good And this film i will say at least is better than any of those
1: well Um, yeah that's what all i knew about it was it was bad because i had i you know i read the book and i was sort of excited to see the movie i thought oh this could be interesting Um, And then when it came out, I just saw all these terrible reviews, and I thought, eh, maybe I'll skip that one. Uh, (laughs) Just let the book live in my head instead of uh, have it sullied. But, you know, it it was maybe both, like, yeah, it wasn't as bad as I expected based on how bad the reviews are, but it's just, like, so unremarkable. Like, it's not that there's anything really bad, it's it's just there's nothing interesting either and, and most of the things it's doing you know so it's like it's it's like in some ways like you would actually want it to be worse like I would actually like it's full of capable yeah. people it's full of like people doing a good you know everybody's like doing an okay job like when they're on screen like everything's fine it's just it's that's the problem it's just fine you know and, and it's like ugh, so